I love how Carol Dweck actually characterizes the uh, fixed mindset versus the growth mindset. She talks about the growth mindset as the philosophy or the power of the words not yet. Yes. And so what happens is you don't you don't beat yourself up. You're not you don't go uh, you don't completely get dejected because you can't do it because the words not yet say I didn't get the sum right yet. Yes. Meaning I can do something. again on uh, Wednesday, 5 o'clock uh, for our fantastic uh, and so much fun uh, series, The Imperfect Parenting. Thank you parents for joining us. Um, today again is an important topic. Uh, again, the questions have come from you and we are very grateful. Thank you for sending us your questions. And the question today we have is everybody is talking about this buzzword, you know, which is uh, growth mindset. So we're going to talk about growth mindset, fixed mindset. What does it mean? What does it mean to us as parents and how do we uh, help our kids, uh, you know, kind of create or grow this growth mindset? So we're going to talk about that a little bit. Um, and I'm joined here today uh, with uh, with me is Deepma, Deepma Jareja, who's also the founder of The Confident Communicator. And, uh, you know, before we start, I just wanted to share Deepma that, uh, you know, one of our, you and I, we both love uh, Rita Pearson, who is uh, one of the most well-known educator. Um, she's no more, of course, but... Uh, she had this fantastic uh, TED talk, which said, everybody needs a champion, in which she talks about uh, how um, in one of her classes, there was a child who didn't do really well and got two out of 20 in a pop quiz. And she put a smiley face next to it and uh, you know, thumbs up. And the boy said, uh, Miss Pearson, is that an F? And she said, yes, but why are you putting a smiley face if I failed? And she says, yeah, that's because you didn't get them all wrong. Exactly. And that got us thinking that, you know, when, when a teacher or an educator or even as parents, how we engage with our kids, how we speak to our kids is so critical and so important um, in, in creating that growth mindset. But before we get into all of that, uh, you know, why don't you, let's talk a little bit about what is mindset? Uh, how do we define mindset and how does it, how is it relevant to our children? Wow. Yeah, that's, that's a great example. I love Rita Pearson and I loved her, uh, her philosophy of, you know, always championing kids, always making sure that they were learning. Her aim was being an educator, not a teacher. And I loved that about her. I loved all of uh, uh, what she said. Speaking of growth mindset and fixed mindset, you know, some of the parents that wrote in to us and they said, we've been reading a lot about this, uh, you know, new thing, this new age philosophy called growth mindset versus fixed mindset. And Seema Deepma, could you discuss that a little bit? And we've been, we've been talking about the growth mindset for quite a long time. But yes. going back, you know, to the 1990s, we did most of our adulting in the 1990s where we got our bachelor's and then we got our master's uh, degrees, we got married, we had our children. And that was the decade when, um, you know, the self-esteem movement was very big. So we were constantly told that, you know, tell, uh, tell your children that they're fabulous, that they're very talented, that they're amazing, they can do no wrong, they're very special. 
all the time and this would make them uh, uh, this would make them more confident this would improve their the constant the constant need that for validation yeah yeah yes. the constant praise would kind of make them better and i remember at that point thinking that my parents were all wrong they had they had messed up my life they had never praised me they had never said you know that how amazing and wonderful and uh, fabulous i was but it has been proven now and uh, you know i'm leading up to what uh, what carol dweck says in the growth mindset and the fixed mindset that was a, the self esteem movement was has been proven to be a disaster you know because it led to it led to an acceptance of mediocrity it led to an accept uh, a belief in the children that uh, unless they were right unless they were getting a's unless they were at the top of the ladder they weren't good enough right yeah. and so they would avoid challenges they would avoid things that would probably uh, they would do wrongly or they would make a mistake at and that would obviously mean that they were not smart enough so that kind of let's let's uh, let's back up a that. little bit let's let's back up a little bit uh, because you mentioned the word belief uh, you know let's first define what is belief because it it kind of, i think it's important to talk about it because it sort of segues into the whole uh, mindset and and how you can go from there to a growth mindset so yes. what exactly is a belief system and why is it important for us as parents to understand how a child can start creating a belief system as young as 6 years of age yes um i think it's all about the subconscious mind right we develop the subconscious mind very very early uh, by the age of 8 yeah. it's almost completely developed and it is yeah. small little things that we pick up from our environment from our parents our teachers our caregivers that programs our mind into us believing whether we can do a particular thing or not do a particular thing if we are smart enough or not smart enough it will if we are good at math remember we had a meeting i a few days ago and somebody was saying i have a 4 year old uh, nephew who is uh, who just hates math and i'm thinking really at 4 he has already decided yes. that he hates math see these yeah, are the i mean if you go back to the example i gave you of uh, rita pearson when she gave 2 uh, out of 20 to the child and put a beautiful smiley face and the child said but why would you why would you give me a smiley face i failed isn't it and she said yeah. no, you didn't get the, you didn't get them all wrong and when we meet again to kind of review what work you've done we learn isn't it now if every educator if every parent speaks to a child in that way i think the belief system would then be yes i have made a mistake it's okay i'm ready to learn i love challenges it's so fun to tackle with challenges rather than shy away from it and therefore the kids are not going to be afraid of a subject like math because yes. we are not and i i remember you talking about your daughter also when uh, i think you were mentioning earlier when uh, she she got some she had some math problems and you and your husband sat down oh, and yeah. why did you yeah. talk about that incident yeah i know that that was so amazing because teachers see what a huge impact teachers teacher and educators makes. have on a child i remember my daughter coming home one day with a with a math paper and she had just written down the answers that she had gotten you know and uh, when we sat down and solved the entire paper almost all i think 8 out of 10 of the problems the answers were wrong and so i remember you know as just it was 8th standard 7th or 8th standard and we just sat with our head in our hands saying oh my god she has failed she has failed math and we were we were freaking out like the imperfect parents that we were we were freaking <laughs> out and 
uh, I remember going to the PTM and getting her paper in my hand and seeing a 75% on it. And I looked at that and I'm wondering how come if all the answers were wrong, she got a 75%. Mm. And as we went through it, we saw that the teacher had given her points for where her thinking was correct. And she had only taken off points for the final answer or from the point where she had kind of gone wrong. Right. Correct. And that was something that gave her such a huge belief system in herself that I'm almost there. I didn't get the correct answer, but I'm almost there. My thinking is correct. My thinking 75%, three fourth of the way is correct. Right. And correct. The, I, I, so, I, can, I can get there. I'm not all like, like the boy in Rita Pearson's class said, I'm not all dumb. You didn't get them all exactly. wrong. Exactly. Right. That's why how we speak to our kids is important. And that's why I think we can distinguish between what is a fixed mindset versus what is a growth mindset. Clearly, a fixed mindset is when a child has a belief system that when they, they hit a wall or if, they, if things are, get very tough or there's a challenge presented to them, they give up easily or yes. they are very afraid or they are very sure that they are not going to do it or they just, they just say they something just like say we were no. born like this. This yes. is the way we were born and this is the way we are. And I really, I was born dumb. I was not born good in math or good in science or whatever. English or so, whatever. Uh, yeah. So, you know, like, you know, you see so many cases of people saying, oh, you know what? Uh, I'm very good in math, but I can't draw. Yeah. But it's not true. You can actually learn how to draw if you are, if you have the right mindset. So fixed mm -hmm. mindset is very clear. So let's talk a little bit more about growth mindset and what does that do to the child? How does it affect? our brain and how does it uh, push children out of the comfort zone? Yeah, I, I love how Carol Dweck actually characterizes the uh, fixed mindset versus the growth mindset. She talks about the growth mindset as the philosophy or the power of the words not yet. Yes. And so what happens is you don't you don't beat yourself up. You're not, you don't go, uh, you don't completely get dejected because you can't do it because the words not yet say, I didn't get the sum right yet. Yes. Meaning I can do something to make myself better at it. Correct. I didn't win that race yet. I didn't conquer the four minute mile yet. That's probably what Roger Bannister said. And then I she think, yeah, it. It puts you no, on a future ahead. path, isn't it? It puts yes. you on a future path. It's not like, okay, I don't know how to solve this problem. Finish. Game over. Finish. It's not like that. End when you world. have the attitude of, I'm not there yet. I think what it does is it puts you on this learning curve. It puts you on this future path where you feel it's a challenge, but I know how to deal with it. So I think that's, that's kind of the biggest and most powerful thing that Carol Dweck uh, talked about when she talked about growth mindset. That start exactly. using words like, you are not there yet. But you will yes. get there. Exactly. I love exactly. that. If there's one word that you take away from this live, I would say the word has to be yet. You can't okay. do it yet doesn't mean you can't do it ever. Right? Exactly. And the, the fixed mindset, mindset she characterizes as the tyranny of now. And we've yes. seen so many children. We've seen so many children who kind of uh, are devastated. It's a tragedy they're in tears they're completely horrified if you know they lose a few points in their test or if they yeah. don't come first in a in a race or if they lose a competition because 
failure is something that they completely demonize and they completely freak out about. And it is not something, a fixed mindset is not something that you're born with. A growth mindset is not something you're born with. It can be developed. Developed, so Parents, teachers, educators world over need to kind of push this envelope of not yet, but yeah. hey, it's not the end of the world. And I Correct. think that's what this generation today, which is like completely focused on, you know, if not 90%, then 95, if not 95, 99, now it's 99.9%. .9 yeah, it's, but Deepa, don't you have proportions? Yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying. And I, I know that logically and uh, scientifically, all this is true. But yes. let's, let's be let's be real. I mean, we are talking about imperfect parenting, right? I mean, we are yes. all parents where oh. say your child is in a class where your child has done well, better than the previous performance, and they've actually done well. But there are some 10 other kids who have done remarkably well. And Much there's a better. tendency to compare, right? There's always a tendency to say, oh, but you know, everybody else got a 25. My kid only got a 15. So, you know, that tendency to compare. Yes. But what we forget is that your child was at a five and has jumped to a 15. So yes. I think what we are trying to say in the, in the growth mindset, our role as parents, therefore, is A, let's not compare our children to others. B, Correct. let's praise the process and the effort. Yes. And that's so what true. the true definition of a growth mindset would be. Mindset. And that's when, that's when a child, I think, will have the courage yeah. to say that, you know what? It's not over yet. I'm working on it. I'm working yes. on it. I have the confidence and I have the perseverance. When I hit a brick wall, I'm going to be able to take up the mm -hmm. challenge and I'm going to be able to solve the problem. So I think that's what the whole growth mindset does, isn't it? 100%. You hit the nail on the head when you said it is the fixed mindset that says, I can't do this, right? It is the growth mindset that says and the comparison comes from the fixed mindset both with parents as well as with children so as parents we are equally guilty of being in the fixed mindset because we say oh my god you know if he got 95 percent and you didn't that means you're quote unquote a failure and failure is a bad thing right Correct. now comes Correct. growth mindset where you got 90 percent the other guy got 95 percent so you're not at 95% yet, but failure is not a bad thing because now you have, you know exactly what you have to work at. And that's right. where our stuff, even in our classes comes out, right? Where we talk about, uh, uh, our, you know, we talk about persevering. We talk about resilience. We talk about, you know, going forward and saying, okay, so now here's the conversation with the parents. What can I do to help you? Can we get a tutor? Can we uh, work harder? Can we do more practice? Should we buy more workbooks? What can exactly. we do to get to that 95%? Because the 90% is not the end of the world. Correct. But if Correct. you want to get to 95, here are some things that we could do to get yeah. you there. I think when you, kind of, when you kind of include the children in the process of their own success, when they are vested in the process of their own success, where they come up with the solutions themselves, and we, when we tell them, when we use the words not yet, but you will get yes. there, uh, mm -hmm. is when our children will feel that, yeah, they can come up with some solutions themselves. And then they are accountable for those solutions, isn't it? Absolutely. And, and one of the things, uh, but still, there are some children who will still be afraid. There are some children who will still have a lack of resilience or adaptability. Correct. And, 
everybody says all the scientists say that it is very important to keep pushing yourself outside the comfort zone it is a known fact that when you push yourself outside the comfort zone that's when you see success bliss is on mm-hmm. the other side of the comfort zone so comfort what zone. do we tell how do we how do we uh, you know scientifically explain this and what effect does this have on our neurons because i know that it has it has some effects on the neurons of our brains when we push yeah. ourselves outside the comfort zone comfort zone yeah the comfort zone see for for the most part we all like being in our comfort zone we all like doing things that we always do uh, wearing things that we always wear reading things that we always read uh, you know being with people that we love watching the shows that we so that's comfort there's nothing wrong with the comfort zone but the comfort okay. zone is to keep you comfortable to keep you safe now and your subconscious brain is always going to insist on you staying in the comfort zone because your brain's job is only evolutionarily speaking to protect you and to keep you safe so obviously they're going to say don't do anything that scares you because you know there might be a lion there that might be waiting to catch you and eat you evolutionarily speaking right, however right. now in today's society there's no lion out there so we have to start thinking how do i get out of my comfort zone into what we call the discomfort zone because growth happens only in the discomfort zone at in the comfort zone you're at status quo you're at yeah. the same place so the growth yeah. is only going to happen in your discomfort zone when you push yourself out and they did a study where they were actually measuring the electrical activity in in the brain the neurons and yeah i of the neurons and when when you had failed and when you yeah. were constantly thinking of how can i get this better how can i do better what should i do where can i do what changes can i make in order for this failure to go away right. the entire brain lit up and your entire brain is working right yeah. and that's what creates forces the neurons the electrical impulses forces those neurons to connect and make new connections and right. counterintuitively those new connections and that failure is what makes you smarter because so you build those new connections so you what you're saying is that when you push yourself outside the comfort zone you can form new and stronger connections and Absolutely. you over the period of time you will become smarter because that's what yes. what what the result of being outside the comfort zone has done to you so exactly. that means as parents uh, we still even though our children may be terrified if we continue to use the language of uh, you're not there yet but you'll get there you let's get figure there. out together collectively let's come up with some solutions collectively they will be okay to keep pushing themselves outside the comfort zone so you know obviously yes. the the most obvious question for parents then would be what can we do so that our children can have the growth mindset clearly the first point we already discussed which is let's praise our kids but not about their results but about their effort and the process, process. of arriving there because i yes. think over a period of time if you want to build resilience in your children you have to praise the process and the effort not the actual outcome so let's yes. not get stuck on the a's and the b's and the grades let's yes. look at their effort how much effort are they putting how what the process is what their struggles are and how they will get to the to eventually where they want to go right so that's the first percent 100%, 100%. Yeah. the what praise we do wisely, right yeah. first one yeah. to praise wisely the okay. second one we do it in our class 
we've done it intuitively yeah. in our class where we ask them to do the my inspiration or my hero speech right because what happens is when you're looking at a michael jordan or when you're looking at a steve jobs or when you're looking mm -hmm. at someone who you are very very impressed with you tend to assume that that person was always that talented or always that great or always that fabulous when they do the research when the kids do the research into the their michael jordan or their steve jobs or their whoever their hero or their, their hero is, yeah they realize how much hard work how much perseverance and how much failure went yes. into that yes. hero becoming who he or she was right Correct. and that's what then makes them realize that you know what me not getting a particular grade at this point in time does not is not the end of the world yes failure makes you sad failure should make you reflect failure and doing poorly in something should make you go inward and say what went wrong we are not mm. saying that not don't do that but Correct. it's not the end of the world it's not a tragedy it's not a catastrophe you know what i mean so that's yeah. where but, but to be but i think i think i think children think it is a tragedy they think it is a catastrophe catastrophe because of the way is the kind of language that we as parents yes. or as educators or as relatives or as supporters we are using that kind of language is like kitna marks mila how many marks exactly. did you get how did you do in your 10th standard instead of asking them so what are you most interested in correct or yes. what is it that you like to spend most of your time studying instead of doing. asking those questions so i think as a society and as educators and as parents it's very important for us to use the right language when we are yeah. talking to our kids so a we praise the effort b we also reward the effort not just praise the effort yes. but also reward the effort because uh, you know i remember once when my daughter you know she came back from school and you know she used to get a lot of threes and twos in her math uh, exam and one day she came up with a five or a six and we said oh great great i'm very happy and she says why don't you look happy i said because uh, i think that uh, you know i don't really care about your five and six but we went for an ice cream because of the amount of hard work she had put in and she says so you are giving me the ice cream because of the hard work i put in or are you giving it to me because of my to keep encouraging our children to keep working hard to their best potential and once we have that kind of language it becomes your belief system right you start believing like rita pearson says you say it long enough it becomes a part of you if i tell yes. my child that your effort and your process is going to get there it eventually becomes part of your belief system and it becomes part of you isn't it yes correct so uh, what can we do what else can we do to uh, you know encourage and make sure that our children have this growth mindset any other tips that uh, we can discuss one more one quick one i i i was reading about this a few I, i think it was a couple of months ago and i loved it you talked about language right and you talked yeah. about the words that we use when we describe our children and two words i think that we should just all of us today we should just mm -hmm. all banish from our uh, vocabulary are the two s words smart and stupid Yes. both of them should be banished <laughs> because both smart and stupid come from the fixed mindset Correct. i am very smart because i got an a i am very stupid because i didn't get any both Correct. of them come from the fixed mindset they're both on two edges of the fixed mindset we need to be on the spectrum of the growth mindset where we say 
you know this isn't about smart and stupid this is about doing the very best that you can and as long as we can do that with our children as long as we can showcase to our children that please just keep trying something see none of us were great at speaking we were none of us was great at writing we were never great at baking or cooking or whatever it is it is practice and it is perseverance and it is constantly doing the same thing over yeah. and over again that got us to where we are and once we are where we are at once we become good at a particular activity or skill we automatically start liking it we ought automatically become passionate about it so what we have to do is we can't ask children you can't ask a 4 year old or a 5 year old or even a 10 year old to say what are you passionate about what do you yeah. like doing no mm. we have to tell them keep persevering but when you get good at it you're going to automatically start liking it and how so will you get means- good at it with practice so that means growth mindset will increase the engagement it will increase their effort it will increase their focus their perseverance and strategies towards success right so if we yes. if we keep encouraging our children to adopt uh, this growth mindset all of these things will happen and then eventually that that the s word which is smartness will automatically <laughs> be inherited by the child isn't it yeah so i think yes. i think i think uh, what we are saying therefore is to get the growth mindset the belief system now has to be created because the damage is done to the kids when they they adopt this very fixed mindset belief system yes. where they start believing that they are not good enough they are not worthy enough yes. second i think we need to be extremely patient as parents we cannot give up on them you know if they are if they are discouraged that's the worst thing we can do so we got to keep engaging with our kids and and keep encouraging them and not let go letting go of them but tell me how do we then create this belief system how do we uh, i've heard something about affirmations and i know we are very excited we are very excited to talk about uh, you know how do you do self care and affirmations so that you start actually you say it long enough you become part of it you start believing it right so belief Absolutely. system like we said in the beginning is about is your understanding or your perception of your own abilities and uh, and and your potential and that becomes your mindset so how do we program this belief system yes. so that our children are constantly thinking that they are good enough that they have the ability challenges are fun they are not going to be able to uh, shy away from a, a you know like a, a a tough situation or a tough problem what can we do one of the you hit the nail on the head one of the most powerful things is i'm sorry there's a airplane going uh, above my head right now but one of the most powerful ways to develop the growth mindset is by using affirmations we have this beautiful uh, set of cards called the affirmation cards and there's such there's a lot of affirmations in there one of them what is i love affirmation deepma what is affirmation I, I, let's let's talk a little bit about that a beautiful affirmation for example over here is i am a blessing to my family and i love that my children love that and affirmation is something that you tell yourself over and over again over that again. forms your belief system, belief system that goes ahead and reprograms your subconscious mind and your Absolutely. subconscious mind is walking around saying i can't do this well she is better than me in this that uh, you know my uh, my math is terrible i really don't have a great vocabulary look how beautifully she speaks your subconscious brain is con- 
constantly putting you down and these affirmations affirmations like this i am beautiful i am strong i am powerful i am hard working i am a blessing these things when you keep saying it over and over again it's something like math you keep doing the same problem over and over again you become good at math what did we do exactly. to learn our times tables we yep. every night we said our you know three times tables five times tables 15 times tables over and over and over again until it became a part of also, our also also our, our own domestic lies right when we cook uh, the same food when it becomes a favorite of our children the reason why becomes mom you make the best pasta mom you make the best uh, exactly. or dal or whatever it's because we made it so many times that it becomes part exactly. of our psyche where when our children constantly praise us we always say yeah that is something i can do very easily so very i think well. that's yeah. absolutely true and i think it's very important to include affirmations in the mind you. of our children yeah. and we are so excited because as part of the confident communicator in our leadership communication program also we work very very uh, uh you know uh, persistently about this whole concept of belief system and we want to make sure that every single child who is associated with us makes it part of their belief system through our classes yes. and through our courses and through our products so i think yes. that's uh, that's something that we would encourage all parents to do make affirmations and self care yes. as a, an integral part of your children now because what they believe in right now is going to impact them in the future they will yeah. they will they will be more confident they will be more uh, perseverant they will be able to deal with challenges without or difficulties in life without any problems let's make our kids resilient let's not praise yeah. them all the time so that they need they have this constant need for validation otherwise they are not going to be good uh, in re- their relationships they are not going to be good in their uh, work they are not going to be good in life in general if they are constantly yeah. having this need for validation so yes. kids who are praised for the process and effort become yes. more and more resilient as they grow older right 100% so, yeah so all of our classes also when we do this uh, uh, you know i just wanted to say very quickly the fixed mindset just to kind of describe somebody asked me i had a friend over for lunch today and she was asking me you know what is fixed mindset give me an example what is growth mindset give me an example and i said a fixed mindset would be someone who is more uh more about the grades more about the uh you know i got 100 out of 100 oh i came first oh the teacher validated me like you said just a second ago right it's all about that praise and that's why we talk about praising wisely you praise but then the growth mindset child is the child who is able to dream remember we do a a, a segment in our class where we talk about outrageous dreams right and they are supposed to write down their five outrageous dreams why because a person with a growth mindset when he or she writes down those outrageous dreams all of a sudden they become within reach if and i want to get it i can get it it's also very alarming that in many of our classes when we ask them to do this exercise they are almost nervous or they are not able to think of anything that also happens yeah. because they've been sad. trained yeah. they've been trained to or, or they've been subdued or they've been pushed down to not think outrageously and i think that if for example our own prime minister we talk about a prime minister who used to be he's always known as somebody who was a chai wala and he became the prime minister yeah. right? there are so many cases like that in the world of very very successful people who have always dream big and that only comes if you have a growth mindset and that's yeah. uh, that's really uh, 
that's why I think that every single child, like Rita Pearson said, needs a champion. And we as parents, as educators, and as the society in general, have to stop focusing on things like marks or, you know, things like what grades you got or stuff like that, which college you went to. Let's not get fixated by that. Let's ask about what our children's interests are. Let's ask yes. about their process of learning. Let's ask about what is it that they enjoy doing rather than pushing them into a box and making them, you know, develop yes. this fixed mindset, which is extremely harmful, even as in the society in general. So yes. I think that was a great conversation. Problem solving, creative problem solving, thinking outside yeah. the box, innovation. There, These are the needs of the day, not your A's and your A pluses, right? Exactly. And I think the more and more we talk about this, and we certainly do that in our class, just before we end this uh, session, I just wanted to say if people want to know a little bit more about the differences between fixed and growth mindset, we are going to be putting in the video on okay, our yeah. Facebook page. Uh, also, we have a free video for all the parents and a lot of uh, requests have come for that. Uh, the Ace Every Exam, it's, it's a video called Ace Every Exam. How do you reprogram your mind? Something we talked about today also. How do you yes. reprogram your mind so that you are ready for these kind Perfect. of challenges? So, yes. so you will see that in our uh, Facebook page uh, 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 after the session is over. And uh, thank you again, uh, parents, for joining us. And if you have any more questions... Uh, you know, keep asking us questions because our our goal on, in this series of imperfect parenting is to answer a lot of questions that we all have as parents. Everybody, nobody's born a perfect parent. There is no perfect parent. There's so no such this, thing. We yeah. love the fact that you all are sending us more questions and we'd love to answer the questions next Wednesday, same time at five o'clock and uh, more information about our new product, the affirmation card product. and uh, yes. self-care. We'll be posting that very soon. So thank you for watching. Thanks, Deepa. And we'll see you again Thank next you, week. Thank you, Seema. It was fun. Bye. Bye. Bye.